Hi, Tane. How are you? Hello, Nana. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just trucking along. No. Along. We are already on episode... What number is this? Eight. Eight. Wow. Often just like that. This one was called Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Did you think the title went with the content of the episode? Um... Yes, and okay. I have a huge revelation for you this week, Nana. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what is it? So, we had a listener, Larry, give a recommendation for a podcast, The Writer's Room, for And Just Like That. And I did make a mental note to check it out, and I finally got a chance to check it out. They do, like, a behind-the-scenes sort of with the writing for each episode right after, and I did it for episode eight. I got to tell you, I look at the show in a completely different light now. Really? What did they say? <laughs> I feel like a fickle human being, but I don't know if it's seeing, like, there is actual thought put into everything. <laughs> um, I do want to listen to the other episodes to just understand how we got here. But as we go through the episode, like, if I remember some of the nuggets or whatever that was said that made me go, hmm, okay, I will mention it. But okay. they did even actually explain the bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. But I was listening to it at 3 a.m., so I don't always remember everything. <laughs> but it was just the whole thing about how they were all bothered. Well, you know, how, like, Carrie was bothered about, you know, her age and, you know, mm-hmm. where she is now being bewildered. Um I think, was that Charlotte? I'm saying this wrong. I don't want to say the wrong thing, guys. But it made sense. Whatever was Michael Patrick King said. It made sense. It was him and two of the female writers. And I think the lead writer for this episode um, was also on. And, you know, it's good to see that also the diversity was also is also behind the scenes because I think she is um, she was Indian, I want to say, because there was a reference. to She called herself a brown girl. So, yeah, I, I Googled her, the writer for this episode, and she she looks Indian. Okay. yes. Yeah. I don't want to. She's Southeast Asian. <laughs> How about we yes. go for that? Yes. Now continue. I said, I said that's a good thing, but I feel like if I need to listen to something else to get what's going on on your show, then to me, that's not a success. Okay, but it's not to get what's going on. To me, what it did was gave me perspective. Because the way and the format is actually pretty cool in the way like they talk through it and they give their perspectives of how they arrive through it and, you know, the stuff how they ended up with whatever storyline of things that they choose. And her name is Rachna Fretchbum. I'm probably saying it wrong, but I just wanted to give her her, her name. But um, yeah, so I don't think it's to understand, but it's just giving a different perspective on certain, you know, things. I mean, the big thing today when we get to it is going to be the whole Miranda and Steve thing. And I feel like I was tunnel visioned on where I stood. Mm-hmm. But now I have a little bit more flexibility on what I think. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it though. But yeah. So mm. <laughs> that's yep. my big thing to drop on you is that I see the show in a different light. Like I'm less harsh on it now. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> I, will say, <laughs> I will say this episode was my favorite of the season so far. And the, and the, I actually and the, quite like this episode. And that's the thing I struggle with, even just like that. There's so much, like, 
fluff and murk and inconsistencies, but then they throw a scene or they throw something that makes me think so much and makes me, you know, talk about it and try to examine, okay, where do I stand and tells me more about what I think as a person on my own. And I'm like, if a show is able to do that, is that something, is that really a show that I can denigrate? I don't know. I, I definitely can because I feel like a lot of the episodes have been bullshit, as you guys clearly have heard. But I like this episode. I just feel like it wasn't, it didn't take itself too seriously because we had one serious storyline with Miranda and Steve. And the other, I feel like it was just enough fluff for me that felt like the old Sex and the City. Because I feel like in the old Sex and the City, they're not going to hit you with nonsense after nonsense. Well, typically, you usually get one nonsense storyline, one serious storyline. And I feel like this reboot, was missing some a lot of the fun for me and I felt like this episode was a bit more fun for me okay yeah okay. I think that's how I was feeling it I I, I yeah I mostly enjoyed it which okay. surprised me <laughs> but I did well the episode starts with again not to deviate but the whole time I thought it was Shay then I noticed Carrie and Miranda were saying Che so now I know it's Che I don't I don't know why I thought it was Shay. Okay. Is it is she they are they calling themselves after Che Guevara? I don't know. I, don't I, know. I think she her her their wow, I'm so sorry guys. Their their dead name, I think, was Michelle, right? I think they've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe she they just took it out from the middle. Yeah, somewhere. I think they were taking it out, out from there, but that's why I thought it was Shay. Like yeah. Michelle. Yeah, it's Che. I get. I, I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my first thought was, oh great, more Che. <laughs> yes. Wait. Before we get there, can I say once again that previously on and just like that had nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> I don't. This bothers me so much on TV shows, so much, because once again in the previous one they showed us Naya and her husband. We didn't see them in this episode. They showed us Carrie on her date. Didn't see anything about it. So why are you showing us this on previously on? It's supposed to have something that co- correlates to what's going to happen in this episode. So it just really annoyed me. But yes, sorry, continue. They did not talk about that being in the writer's room. So I don't know. <laughs> to fix up. I don't know what it's about. Um, and then Miranda is there being all giddy because, you know, Che farts rainbows and sprinkles to Miranda, whatever she says. She's just ah, so great. So she's there in the crowd and then she looks to the side and who do we see? Brady and what's her face? I still don't know her name. We don't need to know her name. <laughs> annoying. That's her name. <laughs> and then Carrie, bas- I mean, I said Carrie, Miranda basically slinks out. Is it just me or are they always putting Miranda in this like this uncomfortable wedges? She's been wearing those wedges from the beginning and they look awful. <laughs> look, so, the mixer is trying to be comfortable, okay? <laughs> uh, at least her hair is back, thank God. Um, <laughs> for one scene. <laughs> she comes back with coffees for her and Che, and Che was just like, oh, what was that? What were you doing? And, you know, Miranda says it so casually, like, oh, I just saw my son and I just didn't want him to know because he doesn't know about us and blah, blah, blah. And help me, Nana, and tell me if this is as strange to you as it was for me that Che just assumed that 
they were in an open marriage without any discussion or anything? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and this has been going on for three weeks. You know, that's a pet peeve of... Well, guys, sorry. I keep talking about, about pet peeves. But I'm on TV, and I guess in real life, because we see it in real life too, I'm just like, what do you guys talk about? <laughs> like, what, what, what conversation? Is there any conversation that's happening? Because I would feel that would be number one on your list of things to talk about once you guys got together, wouldn't it? I like, just, what's going on with your husband? What? I, it was so presumptuous. You just start sleeping with someone and you just assume they're in an open mind. Like, what are the... like? There's just as many odds. Actually, no, I take that back. I was going to say there's just as much odds of um, her being in an open marriage as her cheating. And I'm like, no, there's a higher chance of her cheating than being in an open marriage. Yes. (laughs) This was so odd to me. But Shay makes a comment that is like, you know, it's one thing being being new to being queer. And it's one thing being married and lying. That's another thing. But if that's so important to you, wouldn't you want to clarify that to Nana's point and have a conversation? Mm-hmm. Immediately. Yeah. And yeah. I will say, I just feel like Miranda's full of shit. I'm sorry. You know you're lying. and Because otherwise you guys would have had this conversation. If che, Shay, Shay <laughs> didn't bring it up, Miranda would have, if you had a clear conscience about this. You know you're lying and cheating on your husband. And you're trying to philosophize it away. And it irritates me. I feel like we're we're tempted to give people a pass because we like them, but I don't care. Wrong is wrong. You're cheating on your husband. Yeah, and it, it's again, it's the nonchalance by Miranda for me. Like, mm-hmm. what? <sighs> but anyways, um, we switched to Sima and Ke- I really like Sima and Carrie's friendship. Like a me lot. Too. Oh like my gosh! Literally on my notes, I have I love Carrie and Sima's friendship. Exactly what I said. That's so funny. I enjoy it. Like it's just again organic, and it seems just fun too. Yes, and I like that they both share the same love of fashion. I like that. It's nice when you make a friend that there's one thing that you guys can really connect on. I think it's so cute. I love it. And share the same level of passion. Yes, yes, exactly. Because there's nothing that hurts more than trying to introduce someone to something like, eh, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> What's it? It doesn't always hurt, but it's, what hurts the most is when your friends talk shit about something you love. And I'm like, well, <laughs> go fuck yourself then. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. That's my life with the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. You see, you, you notice how I'm always very quiet. I don't bring my nonsense to you. I save it for my other friends, all my feelings about the weekend now. <laughs> um, One of my favorite moments was when Carrie brings out the dress. Yes. And Seema's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, I don't know, I know she mentioned she wears it in Paris, which we haven't got there in our rewatch. Yes. I don't, I feel like when I saw her actually wearing it, it looked familiar, but I didn't immediately remember it. But it is a gorgeous dress. I did, but I was doubting my memory because it came out and I was like, isn't this the dress she wore with bleep, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is it the Russian guy? Yes. Yes. See, even yeah. I remember that. I was, I was trying to be like, no spoilers. I was <laughs> like, look at you try not to spoil it for me, but I do. I can't. What was his name? Was it Alexander? Alexander Barishnikov or something. Ah, uh, see, my memory is better than I expected. Yes. So, see? Yeah. Well, I do is helping the brain health. 
Yeah. <laughs> so then she said the award in Paris, and I was like, yes, yes, that was it, you know, or whatever. But I really, really appreciate. Let me tell you, in life, in anything or whatever, like you just said, nothing feels better than someone matching your energy. So Seema matching that energy, like she gave the exact reaction that Carrie was expecting. That just warmed my cockles. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what another thing I low-key loved for Carrie slash Sarah Jessica Parker? How amazing it is it that you have this fantastic wardrobe and you still fit into everything? Isn't that incredible? Ah! <laughs> Honestly, I just feel like imagine having a wardrobe like Carrie, all these amazing pieces, and you you can actually still fit into them. I'm like, girl, you know what? Work. I mean. <laughs> One, I mean, it's fictional, but I was like, hey, that's one benefit of not having kids. <laughs> yes, yes, true, true that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jessica Parker did carry her first kid, right? Because I know the twins were surrogate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's was been actually pregnant before. pregnant before. Okay, yeah. She's a, she has a fantastic figure, she does. Yeah. Even in the OG run, so I'll give that to her. Let me tell you, the OG one... Season four, I don't know if she was like season four. You can actually tell that she was working out. Like it's yes, not just she looks because good. you can see definition, you can mm-hmm. see the muscle. Every episode, I'm like, God damn. So she <laughs> <laughs> looks good, and it has done her good. It has done her good. Can I say I really like Harry? I don't remember anything about Harry in the OG run, so I'm looking forward to us getting there. But I really like him, and I like him with Charlotte. Oh, I can't wait for you to experience that because, yes. I hope I don't change my mind. Now uh, I'm worried. um, No, I don't think so. In the beginning, maybe, but um, no, he was, yeah, he's a good egg. Okay, good. (laughs) That's all I I need to know. That's good. Yes, he's coming very soon, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just um, like them together. Okay, can I ask, is that a prosthetic penis? It has to be. Yes. They okay. mentioned it on the show, and, and there was a lot of talk about it. And they said that one of the things that's been a constant is, like, it's funny how Charlotte has been, is, like, quote-unquote, the prudish one. Yes. But she's the one that has, like, the health. She's not shy when it comes to sex with yes. Harris. But with everybody else, she is. And they just felt like, you know, she and Harris had, like, a healthy sex life and all that kind of stuff. They just had to have... That Harry just had to be someone who was packing. (laughs) (laughs) That there was no way... That reward, Charlotte. I love it. (laughs) He wasn't going to be. So, yeah, it was a uh, prosthetic uh, penis and all that good stuff. So, yes. Yeah. I actually made that note when um, Charlotte is having... I guess it's lunch. Once again, I can never tell what meal of the day these women are eating. Yeah. Um, but I was like, who would have thought Charlotte would be the one talking loudly and happily about giving her husband a blowjob? So, I'm not, I think that is on, on point. I'll be on brand. Did I say I'll be? Wow. <laughs> it's fine. I've absorbed some Nigerianisms. <laughs> I understood. <laughs> I think that's over. Because something else that he brought up, and this is, again, a benefit of watching Side by Side, is he brought up that episode about them eating ass. If you remember when they were all at lunch? Yes. And she was like, I don't know, I do it. And then it was like, Harry likes it. And everyone was looking at her like, yeah, because, and it goes to prove that point that, yes, Charlotte has been actually, like, when it comes to her men, and, yes. the, one thing, and the one thing they pointed out was that she said, what? We're married. 
for her, as long as she's married or committed relationship, actually marriage, she rates higher than committed relationship. She can do anything she wants. Yes, but she doesn't usually talk about it, especially unprovoked. It was always Samantha bringing it up and then she would like then join in. But I just thought it was nice that she was the one talking about it. Yeah. It was and just, it's a nice growth. <laughs> it is. I'm still trying to figure. I feel like she did, but only when she, in the context of marriage. She didn't like yeah. it when she was unmarried. And I think that's part of her projection on Samantha. Like, you can't just talk about it when you're not married. Mm. that was part mm-hmm. of the thing because when she got with Trey I think she was pretty open when she was like when they started having sex again after the whole impotence issue she was like we had it in the drawing room and the this and the hallway yeah. and she always used to she talk did. about it so she feels yeah, like right. I'm married now hey it's okay um, Michael Patrick King was very very taken and loved Carrie's reaction to her saying that she was giving him a blowjob he said she was just like back the fuck up. That she did so many variations. That it's so uncanny. That she's the best and her funny bone is the best. And I was like, ah, okay. I mean, it was great. But, <laughs> but he went on and on about it. So why are you being nice? Because how many times have we talked about the fact that Carrie is not funny, but she thinks she is? <laughs> but um, you're being so yes. nice. But I like that lunch though. It was good seeing them just being, you know funny and just being mm-hmm. silly like they're in high school and Miranda actually looked nice yes <laughs> I was like look at you because I saw the camera panning down I'm like oh don't do me like he did last episode but she did she looked nice in her paper bag trousers and her brown I thought it looked nice on her brown I know she's not a redhead anymore but I've always thought brown looks really good on redheads so mm-hmm. yeah she looked cute I do have a question my interpretation of the whole thing was that Lily didn't see anything. Yes, me too. Also, why are you freaking out so much about it? I feel like if she had seen something, her reaction would have been completely different. No 15-year-old is that smart at disguising their feelings. Yeah. All she cared about was, why have you slammed this door into my head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to say I like Lily. She didn't annoy me like Rock. Maybe because she's not as bratty, and I feel like her behavior... I mean, it's a 15-year-old. It's kind of mild, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't Maybe have any thoughts because I feel like this is just the first time they've really dug into Lily. Yes. So, and when I saw I liked it, I just like the fact that she's hanging out with Auntie Carrie. Because I feel like if I was 15 yeah. and I had an aunt like Carrie start, I'd be around hers all the time. I thought their yeah. sleepover was adorable. The fact that she genuinely feels safe it's nice if I had kids I would love it if they felt safe with my friends you know yeah even if we're fighting that like, they'd be able to go talk to them spend the night want to spend time with them I just thought it was really sweet and it's a good reflection of the women's friendship in general and I yeah. do I actually think Charlotte is trying her best to be like a really good mother and I'm here for it I love it I love the scenes with her I liked it a lot yeah. Yeah, I do. And I'm just realizing that I did write in my notes also that Miranda looks really great in the brown pants. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so and I, I I enjoyed their conversation. I mean, there were some little nuggets where I, I forget what they were talking about, and Carrie's like, alone in theory is very different from alone in reality. Woo! Yes. 
yes, 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 yes. Because not to repeat, listen, guys, at this point, I, I feel like I want to stop apologizing for us repeating stuff because it's bound to happen. We're talking about yes. seasons and we're talking about things, but we've talked about it before. We're allowing room for people if they say that, you know, they feel lonely or they want a partner, that's okay. Because, you know, we see a lot of championing and people just saying, like, no, I'd rather be alone than I'd rather be alone. And yes, it's true. Alone in theory. Yes, you should rather be alone than being in a shitty relationship. But that doesn't mean it's not difficult. Yep. But people <laughs> want that. I, I should add that. I'm not saying, like, everybody mm-hmm. wants to. So it's just championing it all the time, but just making room for, like, hey, but there are some people who the loneliness is hard for them. Like, you just mm-hmm. don't know what people's circumstances are. So Carrie saying that was... Yep. I don't know if you ever read that... There was this thread on Twitter, which I'm sure some of you have read because it went super viral. This was when Del Curry, Steph Curry's dad, they announced that he was splitting from his mom after, I don't know, 30 years of marriage. And there was a whole thread about how you think you want to be outside, but you really don't want to be outside. <laughs> because... <laughs> The, the women out there these days are forged from the fires of Rihanna. <laughs> Do you remember that thread? But that's yeah, what it sort of reminded me of. Like, Miranda, yeah. you think you want to be outside, but Shay, hmm, she's going to chew you up and spit you out, and then you're going to realise that these streets are rough. In modern dating, this is how people treat people now. Everyone can be callous and throw people away or have viral TikTok trends about West Elm Caleb. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's rough out there in these streets, you know. So because yeah. I I've been a bit, I feel like Carrie has been a bit reluctant to actually talk to Miranda about Steve. I feel like this episode is the most we've even seen her talk to her about it. It's almost like she doesn't really want to give a strong opinion about it. I don't know if you felt that way, but that's how I've been feeling, and I've been kind of wondering why. Obviously. She said before, like, she's got bigger things to worry about. Her husband died, you know? So she's not here for your kind of petty bullshit. But for how close they are, I have found it a bit strange that Carrie hasn't had stronger opinions about her relationship with Steve. Because Steve has been around them for years, too. Like, I would consider, or maybe she doesn't, that Steve is also her friend, you know? So I found it a bit weird, the handling of it. So there are two sides to it. One is that Carrie has never really been like a strong opinion kind of person. She says her piece and then she just drops it and lets you do whatever you want to do. That's also what you said. She's going through a hard time. The third is I think Carrie is looking at it as is this a phase? Like she's giving Miranda room to figure herself out. I think she took it as it's an antithesis to what's going on in her marriage in that She's not having sex. She's unhappy. It seems like she's routine and she's not. And Che is some kind of excitement. So to her, she's like, oh, this is going to pass. So I think this episode with her talking about it, having to saying that she's going to tell Steve is the first time Carrie's actually realizing like, oh, wait, my friend is actually like smitten. Mm-hmm. And it's not a phase. It's not just a fuck. It's not. It's not just excitement. Like she's looking at this like a real thing. Because the second thing I was going to mention that Carrie also mentioned that was really important was um, Miranda saying that she wants Che, and Carrie saying, "But do you know how much Che wants you?" Yes. So yes. that's what I think it is. Is that the realization just dawned on Carrie 
right now that, oh, snap, my friend is like knee deep in shit. Mm -hmm. It's not just a distraction. So I I just don't, I'm sorry. I just feel like Miranda's smarter than this. The Miranda we've seen to me is smarter than this because you clearly have an intense crush on this woman, but you've been seeing her for three weeks and you're allowing her to be the primary motivator in breaking up your marriage. And I understand you haven't been happy in your marriage for years. And Che's the most exciting thing that's happened to you in years, like I, I said. I just, I find it hard to believe that Miranda wouldn't be intelligent enough to recognise this, that I'm glomming onto this woman because I'm looking for excitement. So that's why my feelings are way more intensified and all of that. I can understand you wanting to leave your marriage, but do you really think Che's in it for the long run? There's nothing about this person that has given any indication because now I'm sure inevitably Che is going to break Miranda's heart and then we're going to be expected to feel sorry for Miranda and that Che messed Miranda around. When I feel like Che has been kind of clear about how they are. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So something I got from the podcast was they said this is the first time that Miranda has allowed herself to lead with her heart. A lot of the series, a lot of the stuff, she has always led with her head. Mm-hmm. And now she's just gotten to the point where she's leading with her heart and like I agree with you, it's inevitably leading, leading to heartbreak, but maybe this is the reminder to to Miranda why she just never let her heart, because your heart will lead you into trouble. <laughs> maybe. It's a harsh lesson to learn, though. Ooh, heartbreak is not fun, but we yeah. can all see it coming. So. Um, we'll get to the big Miranda-Steve moment, but I wanted to talk a little bit about this interesting but weird storyline with Carrie and her neighbor. So just to set it up, Carrie has this neighbor who's young and who has friends and they quote unquote meet because they're just making noise in the stoop and Carrie's trying to sleep. And, you know, at some point she yells out like, can you guys, you know, turn down the noise? And she feels like she's this old lady who's like the wicked witch of the West. I guess that's where the bewitched comes from. And (laughs) she's older and now she feels like she needs to play nice. I mean, the girl does come the next day and apologize. It's not like she's being a dick about it. She's like, I'm so sorry. But then Carrie feels like she needs to apologize and gets her brownies. And then there's like this weird relationship that starts. But Carrie already like judges her. Even Seymour, I think, calls her a Russian hooker because Carrie says, how can she afford the apartment at her age? And I thought the show was being meta again because that's what we said about Carrie back in the day. Like, how the <laughs> hell is she affording <laughs> this affording But this person looks like they're in their 20s, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, and New- I guess New York now is definitely wasn't... I mean, we all know Carrie definitely couldn't afford that place, but she definitely can't afford it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... What did I think of this storyline? I thought the whole age thing was dumb because Carrie, I'm sorry, you're 55. These people are going to call you ma'am. Like it's not. Yes. That cannot be the first time Why someone has called you ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I, like you really expect us to believe that's the first time anyone has called Carrie ma'am. Like, please. Like polite young kids will start calling you ma'am at the age of like 21. <laughs> if you're older than them. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yes, ma'am. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was a bit dumb. I would have lost it because it wasn't just one night, the music, all of that. It was just insane. 
But I do wonder if we'll see her again, her neighbor, if she'll make another appearance. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, they talked about, you know, at some point, Carrie was, you know, not bothered, or would we say bothered about, you know, now that she's she's older and that's how, you know, they see her and maybe a little bit, I think a little bit of insecure mm-hmm. about, you know, not being cool because she kept saying that she's so cool and she's so this or whatever. And again, this could be me. And, and I, I need to stop listening to the podcast until we record so it doesn't merge with my thoughts. But <laughs> he explained the whole thing about Carrie just, you know, creating this image about this girl living the life and having the apartment. And then Carrie gets to see, you know, what's peeled behind the layers when she observes that fight, you know, with her boyfriend and the girl looking at her with shame and just seeing that, you know, all, everything doesn't glitter. All is not, what is that term? All that glitters. All that glitters. Yes, thank you. All that glitters is not gold and there's stuff and all that kind of stuff. And then Carrie embraces like, hey, I might be 55, but I'm glad I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Um, I have an understanding of who I am. So I don't know if that really relate. Well, I guess you do have a point. I didn't see that until they said it. I don't buy this new Carrie Bradshaw 2.0 being bothered <laughs> that people think thought were calling her mom. The way she was so, like before Big died, we see a, like she's so secure in herself. Even after Big has died, this Carrie seems very sure of herself. Yeah. I don't think it would have bothered her that much, quite frankly. And I kind of like how they said 55 isn't old. Because in the grand scheme of it, it's not that old, you know? <laughs> but they've yeah. made these women, I feel like, sometimes a bit too old. Because I know plenty of women in that age bracket. And a lot of them are living their best lives, man. They don't act like old women. Yeah. Like they expect us to see these women. So I kind of like, I think it was Miranda, right, that said, or Steve, that said 55 isn't old. And I was like, yeah, it's not in the grand scheme of things, especially if you plan on living for a while. You've got a few more decades left, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah. one last thing, um, do you remember when Seema was trying to get her to get a cigarette and she's like, no, yeah. she doesn't want to smell it or anything. And then Carrie wasn't playing because she said she puts on her Playtex gloves and puts a scarf and then walks around the neighborhood again one last nugget from the podcast that is exactly how the writer in her real life that is that happens to her that's how she walks around smoke except she does hoodies and and when they put that in the writer's table um sorry jessica parker and someone else was like it's not going to be a hoodie it's going to be a babushka which i was going to google i don't know what that is oh really it's a russian headscarf Okay, so I'm guessing that's what... Yes, that's exactly what she was wearing. You know, the... Yes. Babushka also means grandma in Russian, so how grandmas wear that scarf okay. in their head. Yeah. So that was what was changed, but that's what the writer does in her real... She walks around in a hoodie and the Playtex gloves and all that stuff or whatever, so she just lived that out from her life. I like that. I thought that was a cute little visual humor. So that's why I like this episode. I thought there were nice little moments which made it feel like the spirit of the old sex in the city so i appreciated that and i feel like carrie was allowed to have a bit more fun even though i felt it was kind of dumb she was at press but at least she was allowed to have fun this episode yeah. i liked it i yeah. liked it a lot are we gonna talk about miranda and steve yes we are yes we are so miranda decides to have this conversation and everything about this to me was one word how do you describe this conversation 
Uh, how would I describe this? No, no, no. I'm thinking. How would I describe? It was a little bit unrealistic to me. I'm not going to lie. I just feel like this is the only conversation you're going to what have to dissolve. Okay, unrealistic. There we go. Okay, mine was heartbreaking. Oh, it was that too. Yeah. Ah, it was just. You know I'm a Steve fan. I know you don't really, you know, care for him like I, I don't do. hate him. <laughs> I like Steve. And it was just... And, and we'll talk about this, but just even the way it started. Put on your hearing aids. I don't want to say this twice. I'm like... I understand, Miranda. You should be happy. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves to be happy. But do we believe Steve when he says he's happy? Um, I feel like he was kind of implying that he's learned to be happy with his lot. I feel like he's decided, like, obviously what he wants deep down is never going to happen. So he's learned to be happy with what they have. Because like you said, that he's had, they've had several ups and downs. And he was, he didn't like it when it was like that. So yes, things may be boring and the same now. But to him, it's better than it was. So he's fine with that. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I will, um, mm-hmm, go ahead. This is how heartbreaking it was. I wrote verbatim what something that Steve said that just struck a chord. Like, oh, man. He asked her, what what does happy mean? And to me, if you have to ask that question, to your point. But I think everything you said is right. But I think that's even more indicator that you're not happy. Yeah. Happy should be... Unadulterated Like you shouldn't be able to rationalize it I guess And it shouldn't be learned right Yeah it's at that point it's enduring Because Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was like Um Guess what he said You don't think I am enough Then you think I'm kind of enough Then you come back then I'm not enough But all through that I'm always there hanging in for us And then we come to a place where it's not So up and down and it's the same and then we get up and we go through our shit, but we still come home to each other. And now you tell me you're not happy. I just, why? He's he, right. He is right. But why would you want to be with someone like over 20 something years where you're on a roller coaster of thinking the person thinks you're not enough, then you're kind mm-hmm. of enough, then you're not? No, Steve. Like, even yeah. for you, want better for yourself. Like Exactly. He deserves better too. They both do. You're right. Which is why I think this breakup is probably going to be best for the both both of them, quite frankly. Because you're right. Who wants to be with somebody that you feel like they're making do with you, you know? That's not a nice feeling. And I'm really sorry. I can't remember which one of our listeners told us that Miranda has never seen it for Steve a few weeks ago. And ever since then, I'm like, this person is so right. Miranda hasn't. She's always... And Steve, obviously, he's not stupid even though the writers would like us to think he's stupid he knows that she's just making do he's like she's settled for him and he feels that and she's kind of made him feel that too and it's sad because no human being should have to feel like that yeah but then I can't also 100% hate Miranda like you said because if you're not happy why do you have to stick out yeah I, I completely agree I think and then, and then on the flip side of it, I again, sorry guys, I have two podcasts, so sometimes I forget what I said in the other. <laughs> but, 
there is something to be said, and and I don't know if it was also a conversation with a friend, where we're in a generation when everyone is just always talking about, I want more, I want to be fulfilled, mm-hmm. I want to be excited. We just always want to be stimulated to the point where we've forgotten that there's some people who are okay with not being extraordinary. Yes. So I think Steve is one of those people. I am okay with everyday things. Just having someone where we have a routine and we have a thing and then it's fine or whatever. And that's okay. Some people yep. are okay with things just being. But if there's a point where your other partner is not happy, and also it's not a good sign that Steve couldn't tell that she wasn't happy. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if he couldn't tell because if he knew, well, no, he couldn't tell because he thinks they got to a point where things were not so up and down and it's the same. When two people are in a relationship and you don't know the other person is unhappy, that is just a bad, 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 bad sign. Yeah. So it's best. And again, this came up in the podcast where Michael Patrick King said, like, you know, it's probably or maybe it's one of the other writers. Like, it's probably best. Like, they don't think that they could be happier, but it's probably going to be happier. Steve is just going to find him a woman who is on the same page, who is not looking for someone to finger them and just want to have dessert every night. And they'll be <laughs> And they'll be happy. They're not looking for more. Yeah. So. Steve is definitely, you're right. Steve is definitely at the point of his life where he doesn't want to be bothered. He's worked hard to be where he is. He has a good life. And yeah. Yeah. But that feeling of all, like, if you're not happy, you're not happy. We can't blame Miranda for that. And they clearly haven't been happy for years. But I just, my issue with the whole Miranda storyline is Che as the motivator for this conversation. (laughs) That is my issue because I don't. I feel like Miranda would have done something about it earlier. The yeah. Miranda that we knew. I don't recognize this Miranda, and I also don't feel like Miranda would be stupid enough to feel she's going to have a happy ever after with Che. That to me is what is unrealistic to me. But yeah. the conversation was. You're right. It was heartbreaking. It's sad because that's life sometimes. Was when Steve said, I'm too old to rally for us again. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Miranda. Oh, and they also told us that on the day of the table read or the day they filmed, I can't remember which one, they had pins made. Tim Miranda and Team Steve. And oh, wow. who played Steve had the Tim Miranda button. <laughs> mm. He was just trying to be nice. <laughs> he was. <laughs> He has to try to be nice because, yeah. Can I say, as an aside, some of the actors in the revival, I feel like their acting is still on the same level. And for some people, I feel like their acting has gotten worse. And I don't understand whether it's because they're out of practice. But I will say the actor who plays Steve is one of them. Because I was just like, "Eh." sometimes I was like, this could be stronger. I don't know if you felt that. And even Charlotte, Kristen Davis, sometimes I'm just like, I feel like you've lost a little bit of your acting mojo, just a smidge. And there are some scenes where I feel like it would have been stronger if the acting was stronger. Um, I agree I with you because I think we've said that in earlier episodes. Oh, we did? So, yeah. True. I'm getting old I think old I too. said uh, <laughs> Kristen Davis that she's kind of rusty, that she's not hitting all uh-huh. the and we said for David Eigenberg, we weren't sure if I to see if he had like a stroke. Honestly, yes. I'm not even trying to be mean or anything. It just wasn't quite there. I don't mm-hmm. maybe out of touch with the characters because they, they're still working. He's on Chicago Fire Med or something, yeah. and he's been actively working as an actor. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. Maybe they just haven't gone back to the place they need to be to re-inhabit those specific characters. But, yeah. And I just feel like it's just such, you can really feel it. Like, SJP, I feel like she's still kicking it. Like, killing it, sorry. Even though I don't like this new Miranda, (laughs) I do feel like the acting isn't a problem, you know? But I don't know. I don't know. It was Miranda getting in a cab to follow Che to where is she Cleveland Ohio one of them places I'm like mm-hmm. you go and see what you're going to find there <laughs> well I think for me the conversation with Carrie was what got me because I'm like is Miranda that glib she's yeah. like the headline is you know she thinks it went she thinks the conversation went really well and the headline is that he wants me to be happy and I'm like did she completely miss these face the entire time yeah she sets up a narrative in her head and everyone is going to go along with it. Which is why I'm saying this Miranda is unrealistic. It doesn't make sense. Have you even spoken to your son about any of this? And you're chasing this person you've been with for three weeks. Oh, I don't know. I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. I don't. I think my exact words were like, now she thinks she's in a rom-com? I, <laughs> and then she said it. <laughs> I mean... Uh. She's Worst just going to get there and see Shay, Shay with someone else because, I mean, Shay did explicitly say, I can't give you monogamy. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But one of my favorite lines was Carrie saying, well, good luck, whoever this is. Because, honestly, that's all we're thinking. Who yeah. is this Miranda? <laughs> just... We don't know her. Carrie don't know her. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. Name is me. <laughs> exactly. So one um one tiny aside, sorry, it just cracks me up that I feel like they're really they're forcing it with the diversity we've said before in the revival. But I don't know if you noticed one of the books Carrie was holding when she came down the stairs um to see her neighbors arguing was the Underground Railroad. <laughs> yeah. I did. I tried to see the other books, but the, me uh, too. Me so I paused it and everything. But I, I just did, but I didn't cool. even see. I think the only reason we recognized the underground was by the artwork. Yes, it's very distinctive. But it just made me laugh because I'm like, oh, you people are trying the Brandon Blackwood back, <laughs> the underground railroad book. I see it, but it just it makes me chuckle it, every time. It just gets me. I find it funny. I'll take it. I know. I'm not saying it's bad. I just find it funny. <laughs> but yeah, that was the episode. Did you have anything else to add? Um. Yeah. The ending. I didn't quite get that. And just like that, some things should never be in storage. Yeah, yeah. It was giving me, I couldn't help but wonder vibes when it's got nothing to do with what we've been watching. The writer's room said that this was the hardest one of all the episodes. Like to write? <laughs> the, the, and just like that ending, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we could tell. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think one last thing i just want to give a shout out we had two listeners who were very active on the comments and they've had and it's the same irene was the same one who gave the comment about miranda never really being in love with steve and she was validated with steve saying exactly the same thing yes thank you so um irene and miss ondo lady Thank you so much for listening and, you know, participating in the conversations. It's very fun. We enjoy reading them and just seeing I all the love it. 
yeah. you guys have strong opinions and I'm always always down to read it thank you so much we don't take it for granted we don't yeah and you can join them and we love to see your comments and let us know what you think um, and just like that we have two more episodes to go our handle is the rewatch times 2 t-h-e-r-e-w-a-t-c-h x2 um, on Instagram on Twitter and you can send an email at gmail.com and if your podcast app allows you to give ratings, please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen. Thank you so much for joining us once again, and we hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.